Hey, if you have not already, head over to tinyleaps.today. That's tinyleaps.today. And uh, honestly, if you don't know what this is about yet, just go over there. It'll be a fun surprise. But that's tinyleaps.today. See you there. In this episode, I talk about why you have to make a decision. Doesn't matter which one, but you have to make one. So I'm glad you made the decision to listen in because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about decision-making. More importantly, we're talking about why you have to make a decision. Now, this is going to be uh, kind of a rant episode, a part rant, part uh three-step strategy, I guess, um, which those are, I think, the most fun episodes. Uh, But uh, something I've been getting frustrated by, and I've talked about on the show before, but you guys are still doing it, so I've got to talk about it again, is uh, our unwillingness to make decisions. Now, I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, Maybe if I was wired differently, I would do the same thing. I don't know. But um, I've noticed that most people do not want to make a decision on anything. Um, And that's ultimately what's holding them back. And what I mean is, let's say your big goal uh, is to make more money. Well, if you don't sit down and create a plan of action and decide that you're going to do that thing every day that's going to potentially help you make more money, you're not going to get anything. It's that simple. Now, the struggle in this scenario is, you know, getting lost in what is the right decision, I think is is ultimately what people struggle with is like, is this the right thing to do? Is this the wrong thing to do? Uh, Being afraid of making the wrong decision and and sort of making that cripple them from making any decision. Uh, But my argument is this, you don't have to worry about the right or wrong decision. Like you really don't because the truth is you won't know anyway. Like, no matter what you do, you will never know for a fact that something is the right or the wrong decision. You can do something. You can decide, hey, I want to lose weight. I want to take control of my health Um, and decide, you know what, I'm going to use running as the best thing for me to do. Like, you can make that decision and you can follow the advice and, and you can have all of the evidence in the world that running is the right decision for you to make. And then you can go running and get hit by a car. I know, I know, that was kind of dark. But my point is, you can't know what the right decision is. Like, you just can't. Even if you make what is theoretically the right decision, it could be the wrong decision for you. Because it ends in you getting hit by a car. Or it could be that it just doesn't work for your body. Or it could be that it's not executed well like you just can't know and so you can't get stuck on what is the right decision you really just can't you cannot allow yourself to get stuck on that what you need to do instead is make a decision 
Notice I didn't say the decision. I said a decision, any decision. You just need to do something because here's what's going to happen when you do. You sit down, you decide you want to do something. Great. You start executing on that thing. The first thing that pops into your head. Great. Now you start having data. Now you can see, well, this isn't resonating with people. Now you can see, well, this isn't working for me. Now you can see this is too difficult to keep up. You get information to work with and then you can refine your decision or you can change your decision or you can decide to stop. You just make a decision and then you use data to figure it out. But if you have no data, you're just stabbing in the dark and you will never make the right decision anyway, so you might as well just make any decision. Instead, what we all do, what I think we get crippled by, is sitting down, trying to make a decision, and then weighing the odds, and then doing a pros and cons list, and then figuring out, like, okay, is this right, is this right, and then talking to a million people and getting their opinions, and then some people tell you this, but other people tell you that, and so then now you're more confused than ever, and maybe you, you your heart or, or whatever organ tells you that you should be doing one thing but you're getting feedback that you should do a different thing and maybe that person giving feedback has never done anything either and so they're just giving feedback based on no information and then after all of this you finally decide to you know start something small just do something a a little bit easy but it doesn't resonate and because it doesn't resonate or it doesn't work for you immediately you decide well all of this advice that told me not to do it must have been right When in actuality, if maybe you had stuck with it for a year, it would have started working. Maybe if you had approached it from the beginning as, hey, I'm going to decide to do anything and then I'm going to be open to adjusting after I get some information, maybe then it would have worked. I know. I'm I'm getting real real energetic right now and uh I don't I don't mean to uh, be speaking down to anybody and I hope that it's not coming across that way, but I do think this is an important topic. I do think it's important for more of us to just make any decision. Look at the available options and just pick one and just go with it. I think that if we can do that, uh, we'll find ourselves in much better positions across all of our lives. And of course, we'll have a lot more losses because we're trying more. Um, Naturally, we're going to have more losses. But more losses also means more opportunities to win. If your volume of activity is large enough that your loss count is going up, your win count is also going to go up. It's just that simple. So after the break, I'm going to lay out a strategy to help you feel a little bit more confident in your decisions and finally get going. So stick around because you are not going to want to miss that. Support for this episode comes from FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the easiest, most effective way for freelancers and small businesses to invoice their clients and keep track of their money. Now, with the end of the year, that also means in the US at least, tax time is coming up. And one of the things that FreshBooks does ridiculously well is help you keep track of all of the money you are getting paid and all of the money that's going elsewhere. Uh, it gives you so much transparency around your money that come tax time, it should be relatively easy to get it done, um, which is the headache that we all face every year, right? Uh, so FreshBooks is, uh, how, do, how do I describe them? Let me, let me start with this. I've used FreshBooks in the past and, and I uh, will be switching to them again fairly soon. Uh, And it's one of the best experiences I've had with cloud accounting software. 
it allows me to invoice clients and to you guys have heard me do this this whole spiel. It allows me to invoice clients and to know whether or not they viewed it. That is so huge to me. Like that is incredibly valuable to me. Uh, just that level of transparency alone, if that was the only thing they offered, it would be great software, but it's not the only thing they offer, which is insane. Like the fact that they offer more and that is is nuts to me. So here's the other stuff that you get. With FreshBooks, you get accounting software that makes running your small business easy, fast, and secure. You get to spend less time on accounting and more time doing the actual work you love, which we all want, obviously. Uh, so powerful invoicing features. I've already covered that a million and a half times. Uh, it's also super easy to use. You know, the, the software is straightforward and they actually just redesigned and relaunched it. So now it's called the new FreshBook. And um, that new basically means it's ridiculously easy to use. It's simple. It's intuitive. And it's something you don't have to worry about learning. Who wants to learn new software? Um, next, you get to organize everything in the cloud and keep all of your stuff just there, accessible on any device, accessible anywhere you are that has an internet connection. Um, and it runs the entire accounting side of your business. You can easily invoice. You can handle expenses. You can track time worked. You can uh, organize things into projects, accept payments, uh, do reporting. It's available on mobile. Like You can do so much with this software. And that's why I'm such a big fan. So I partnered with FreshBooks to get you a free 30-day non-restricted trial. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash tiny and enter the code TINYLEAPS, big changes, in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's freshbooks.com slash tiny, code TINYLEAPS, big changes, in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Enjoy. All right, so how do we start to feel a little bit more comfortable about our decisions? Well, I like to do two things. One, uh, when when I need to make a decision on something, I like to pull out a piece of paper or my phone or, or whatever thing I'm able to write on, and I like to just write down the options. From that, uh, so after I've written down the options, from that, I will sit down and basically just try to better understand what is the easiest thing for me to execute on right now. What is the uh, lowest cost of entry to get started right now. Um, and that's more or less it. You know, those two things, if I'm choosing between a bunch of different options, allows me to get started. And, and like I said in the beginning, I spent like eight minutes on it. Getting started is the most important piece. It allows you to get data, and getting data allows you to make better decisions. Having no data and trying to make good decisions is a terrible idea. Um, so, I sit down, I write out my options, and I just pick the one that's easiest to get started. Now, if it's not a multi-option thing, let's say it's kind of a yes or no binary decision, um, if it's something I feel like I want to do, and I feel, like, okay, perfect example. I think giving an example would be a better approach here. Uh, the other day, I came up with a concept for an interview series that I wanted to do, all right? Now, I think it would win. Um, I think it would do extremely well. The problem is it would take a lot of time that I don't have right now. Um, so it's a pretty binary decision, yes or no. Now, I want to say yes. 
that is a decision that I want to make because it sounds fun and, and I think it would win and um, screw the time. The problem is that right now I've got way too many other far more important things on my plate. And so what this creates is a scenario where uh, it's yes or no, but I have to say no for now. And I have to make that decision based on, hey, this is going to win, but I can't jump into it immediately because I'm too busy right now. So let's revisit in two months. The other decision could have been, hey, this is going to win. Let's do it for five days and and see how it works out. But I, I chose not to do that. But that framework, I think, makes it a little bit easier. If it's something that you really feel confident about and you feel strongly about, do it for like two days. Do it for like three days. It's not it doesn't have to be this big lifetime commitment. Just do it for a short period of time and see whether or not you like it. That still gives you data. And any data is more valuable than no data at all. So either make the decision not to do it based on the fact that you can't bring it on right now or you can't manage it right now, or make the decision to do it for a short period of time and see what it's like, or this is the third option, sit on it for a couple of days. Now, I tend to always do this. I tend to always just let something stew for a couple of days and then see how I feel afterwards because I tend to uh, get super passionate about something and then, um, you know, kind of not want to do it in a couple of days. Um, So I I tend to let things sit and then if I'm still into it, I'll try it for like an hour. I'll just do that thing for like an hour and just see what it's like and make the decision that way. Uh, My point is there are ways to quickly make a decision that is based on at least some data that doesn't require you to debate about all of the details up front. Um, and it allows you to just get moving. And and so that's really what you need to do more of, whether you do it by writing out the options and picking the easiest, whether you do it by sitting on things and, and seeing whether or not you're still interested in a few days, or whether you do it by comparing your current workload, or whether you do it by just, hey, I'm going to try this for a short period of time. I'm doing that right now, actually, with, with uh, my Instagram stories. Like those four ways alone would help you make more decisions and more decisions means more attempts and more attempts means more wins and more wins means awesome life. Like that's, that's just, that's just real. It's true. So with that said, um, that sort of concludes this rant. Uh, Hopefully there was something in there that you got that was valuable, uh, but I definitely felt like I needed to say it. um, And If you have not already, head over to tinyleaps.today to claim your free guide to crushing it in 2018. I will see you there. That's tinyleaps.today. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to uh, click the subscribe button to leave a review, hopefully five stars if you like the episode or the show. Um, Hopefully not one stars. Um, If you hated it, though, obviously, you know, feel free to do that. And I I appreciate your feedback as well. So be sure to hit subscribe, be sure to review, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.